It's time for Friday Follies, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. June 22, 2005. You are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. summer. It is June 22nd, 2005, and this is Technical Difficulties. I'm your host, Kyan Chris Conroy. Day after my birthday, and the today, the 22nd, is the birthday of one of my heroes, Todd Rundgren, who uh, is 20 years older than me. He turns uh, 57 today, and I'm 37, and I'm tired, boy. I was up last night where I sung my heart out in karaoke, had a few drinks, and 15 people spanked me. And that's the way to celebrate a birthday, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, I've got a wonderful show for you today. Uh, kind of a strange mix of material. John Henry and I, and I return for Zoo Patrol with a special guest, uh, Phil Edwards. Phil's a new cast member, as it were. Um, and he's in here for, uh, for a new Zoo Patrol. So uh, watch out for the ado. Let's go. This week's episode of Technical Difficulties is brought to you by this very special sponsor. Hello, Lavinia. Hello, John. Isn't it a beautiful day? And I can't help but notice this wonderful new carpet you have. Why, thank you, John. I picked it out myself. Yes, moss green and speckled brown. Why, it looks like a carpet of algae floating on top of a scum-filled pond. Scum-filled pond is my favorite color. Well, tell me, was it expensive? Not at all. I got it from Carpet Brothers. Carpet Brothers, you say? Yes, their prices are to die for, and their carpet selection can't be beat. Well, tell me, where are Carpet Brothers? Well, that's the joy of Carpet Brothers. They bring the store to you. So that's what Mr. Wilkinson across the street was complaining about. Get that department store out of my driveway, you bastards! I say we disregard his feelings and laugh derisively at him. Yes, because he's old. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's Carpet Brothers. Convenient? Well, your neighbors won't think so. Bastards! God, I can't stand this. Sitting around waiting for these damn suicides to resolve themselves. Uh, one day I'll be getting too old for this. Hey, Captain. How do things look up there, Lieutenant? Oh, not so good. Jump is way out on the ledge, but he's between the two big wide windows in the front. There's no way uh, we can reach him. He looks like he could go at any second now. Oh, great. The only hope is to someone talks him down. Well, the best head shrinker in the department's supposed to be on his way over here. Wonder where he is. Are you referring to me, Captain? That's about time. So you're the department psychologist, huh? Well, you sort of got that right, Captain, but I'm not just any old dime store psychologist. I'm a reverse psychologist. Yes, it's Dirk Mishkin, reverse psychologist! Lieutenant, why did you just yell that? Huh? I was just reading off his name tag, Captain. Turn that iPod down. For God's sakes, you're going to go deaf. Oh, sorry. Lieutenant, <laughs> Captain, what seems to be the situation? Well, one of the office workers on the 39th floor up there uh-huh. suddenly up, climbed out the window onto the ledge, and threatened to jump if anybody tried to stop him. Yeah. Did he give any reason? Yeah, yeah. It's like there's a difference. All oh, these crazy bastards are the same. It's post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, suicidal, delusional behavior based on childhood abandonment issues. Extreme, unresolved, Oedipal complex resulting in a dissociative state. Multiple personality disorder brought on by homosexual desire and conflict with a strict religious upbringing. Yeah, same old, same old crap. The question is, what are you going to do about it, Doc? Do? I'm going to use my field of expertise, Captain. 
Lieutenant, hand me that megaphone. Then step back and watch the master apply a little reverse yeah. psychology. If you say so. Okay, here you go. Hey, you up there! On the ledge! Don't, don't come any closer! I, I swear to God, I'll jump! Yeah, like you have the guts for any of that. Don't make me laugh! <laughs> so, here you are, Mr. Big Shot on the side of the building. 39th floor, huh? Thought you'd make a nice big splash? Well, why don't you go ahead and jump then? We all know that's what you want. That'll show everybody. That'll put all the people who laughed at you in their place, right? Right? Disappointed your mom? Weren't man enough for your dad? Spouse thought you were a wimp? Well, go ahead. This'll put them all in their place. This'll end it all. You won't have to be strong anymore, will ya? Come on, Mr. Big Shot, take the big swan dive, because we all know it's what you want to do, right? Come on, wuss boy, take the easy way out. Yeah, that usually does the trick. Think so. Oh, heads up. Oh! Now my work here is done. Done? The poor guy's dead. He jumped off the building and crashed right through that car. How is that good? Oh, fine, fine. Sure, like you didn't want him to jump. Don't give me that. What? You've been listening to Dirk Mishkin, reverse psychologist. Lieutenant? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Good evening and welcome back to Insight. Our first guest this evening is a bit of a surprise, dropped in a bit unannounced, but he was so popular the last time he was here in October that we thought we'd uh, bring him up to the microphone once again. Uh, it's uh, eminent physiologist uh, Dr. Henri Ballester Footwarmer Association. Good evening. And uh, Dr. Footwarmer Association, what is it exactly that brings you back to our studios? I'm looking for my keys. Beg pardon? My keys. I think I may have dropped them the last time I was here. Nine months ago? Yes, and I haven't been in my house since then. I'm sure the cat's quite hungry by now. Perhaps you should call a locksmith. I did. He hadn't seen my keys either. What makes you think you've dropped them here? Well, I've been working my way backwards and since nine months ago when I discovered that I actually had lost my keys. And uh, this was where I was at the time, so I've been in rather in a reverse world tour on my last book. And I've wound up here again looking for my keys. Uh, you haven't seen them, have you? No. Ah, uh, never mind then. I'll just keep looking. Carry on. Yes, well, swerving over to my next guest, I have with me uh, Charles Buckman. Uh, Charles Buckman is, of course, a very hot young film producer in Hollywood. Uh, welcome to the program, Mr. Buckman. Hi, hi how are you doing? Uh, Mr. Buckman, you're considered one of Hollywood's hot young producers right now. Yep. Um, however, all of your films have been, well, considered unmitigated disasters by uh, uh, just about any yardstick you'd care to measure them by. I don't know if that's necessarily a fair characterization. Well, you've produced approximately six films in the last three years, all of them uh, based loosely on extremely obscure Hanna-Barbera cartoon characters, uh, such as Grape Ape, The Galaxy Trio, and Danger Island, which wasn't actually a cartoon. Yeah, that's true. And each one of those movies uh, grossed exactly negative $60 million. They didn't make a single dime. Um, most of them were pronounced unreleasable and still sit on shelves uh, in vaults in Hollywood. Um with stickers on them marked as toxic waste. Um, how would you account for this? Internet piracy. And I suppose you have a new project you're going to announce here tonight. That's <sighs> why you came on the program, right? Yeah, I, this is my pet project, and mm -hmm. I can't wait to do it right now. We're going to be doing yeah. uh, Henry Miller's Tropic of Cancer. 
Tropic of Cancer. Yeah, absolutely. That was the movie that actually, that, that book, making that uh, book into a movie is what uh, got me into the whole idea of producing in the first place. Uh, up till now, you've produced nothing but, but sub-moronic kitty fare, and um, yeah. Tropic of Cancer is considered one of the great classics of Western literature, and uh-huh. is filled with such powerful eroticism, it wasn't even allowed in the United States for years, because it was considered pornography. Um, how exactly do you plan on ad- adapting this for the screen? Well, well there, there is a lot of objectionable material in Tropic of Cancer, so we've decided not to focus on that as much and focus on more of the romance action adventure star parts of the story what yeah we had to embellish the parts a bit where uh, henry miller is uh, standing alongside the french resistance and fighting the nazis ah eureka ah ah uh, professor so uh, found your keys did you i certainly did uh what a relief now i can get back into the house ah uh, so they were here all along were they uh, well not exactly do you ever do that thing you know where you're looking for something and you had it in your hand the whole time both of you get the hell out of my studio right now. What the hell do you want? What are you doing in here? What? Get get away from me. I hate you. You're ugly. Get out of here. I shut that kid up. Get him out of here, too. He's ugly as he's yours. I doubt it, but he's ugly. I hate you. What the hell is wrong? Get out of my face. You stink and smell. I can't stand being around any of you. You're all a bunch of bastards. I hate you, you bastards. Sons of bitches. Here, have a smiley sticker and thank you for shopping at Walmart. Cheater Wilkinson is a greeter at Walmart. He has a non-satisfactory job and is paid way below the poverty line. So if you're considering a career for the senior citizen in your life, why not consider Walmart greeter? Think of it as daycare for the cantankerous elderly in your life. I hope you all get run over on the way back to your car. Now get out! So just turn your senior citizen over to the care of us, Walmart. We'll know what to do with them. To find a Walmart near you, just look for the rotting carcass of what used to be a thriving community shopping district. Nine times out of ten, you'll find one of our stores right nearby. That's Walmart, rolling back prices and human dignity one community at a time. And now back to Zoo Patrol, Hollywood Nights. All right, all right, settle down. Now, I can tell by the looks on all your faces that you're a little bit confused as to why I've called this meeting. Except for you, Danny, you always look like that. Meeting? I love meeting new people. Yes, well, be that as it may, we've done our quarterly inventory of the park, and we've discovered that a small percentage of the animals have gone missing. Now, let's not jump to conclusions, Wallace. It's been my experience in my months of schooling that some animals are quite good at hiding. Danny. They use their, their claws and just dig right into the earth. And they they make holes and, and they've raised entire families down there. Danny. No, no, Wallace. Hear me out. Why, some animals are quite keen with disguise. Danny. They can hide in even the most conspicuous localities, posing as, as leaves or... Or rocks. Or even furniture. Danny. Wait, wait, wait. Any one of us in this room could be those missing animals. Even you, Mr. Wallace. Danny. If that is your real name. Let's have a look at those opposable thumbs of yours. Danny, I'd like you to examine this snow globe I happen to have brought with me. Here you go. This is glorious. Look at it. It's a completely self-contained environment. A snowman in perfect condition in the middle of summer. If only we could harness this technology for the good of mankind. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, here comes another storm. 
I bet you're glad you wore a scarf, little snowman. And while Danny occupies himself, I'd like to introduce all of you to Supreme Zoo Command Internal Investigation Special Division Agent L. Powers Masterton. Agent Masterton? That's right. They only call me in when the shit hits the fan and I see nothing but brown walls. We have a problem. Right now, your zoo is a kid with a skinned knee, and I'm a tourniquet. Well, Agent Masterton, my name is Sylvia, and I... Right now, your zoo is Ethiopia in 1987, and I'm the sweet, sweet rain. I see. Well, I... You got a problem? Yeah, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while the DJ revolves it. To the extreme, I rack a mic like a vandal. Uh, Agent Masterton? Stop. (gasps) Collaborate. Uh... Listen. Any questions? Yes, I, I have a question. What do you Hang think Hang on, thought- Sylvia. Oh, forget it. I'm Brett, the game warden, and I have a question. Is that right? What might that be, toots? Before you take off your dancing shoes and we can solve this problem, you mind telling us what the L in your name stands for? Not at all. It stands for danger. It says in your file it stands for Loretta. Loretta, huh? That's my old dad's name. Okay then, bucko. Then let me tell you something that's as plain as Sylvia's unbridled lust for me. Ooh, he's observant. Clearly this park has a problem with poachers. And every second we spend in here is another second that one of God's creatures is in danger. Poachers, you say? Some colostomy bag of a human being is taking these majestic, beautiful, inspiring, snuggly-wuggly creatures... And selling him on the black market. Oh, that's horrible. So let's collar this son of a bitch, nail his hide to a cross, and throw away the key. Let's roll. Well, I'm going to leave you all to the tender care of Agent Masterton. You all have your orders. Go out there and solve this problem before it gets any worse. Good day to you. Well... I have to say, Agent Masterton seems like a no-nonsense kind of guy, doesn't he, Brett? I don't trust him. Well, why not? Well, he shows up, animals start disappearing. I don't think it's a coincidence. The animals started disappearing a month ago. My point exactly. But it's up to us to discover the truth. What do you think, Danny? Look! It plays music! Like an orchestra of snowflakes at my very command! On the next Zoo Patrol, Hollywood Nights. That was some great sea turtle riding. But I still don't respect you, and I sure as hell don't like you. Yeah? Well, I can't say the feeling is mutual. Fine! Wait a minute. I won't let you go out there by yourself, but I'm not coming with you. My feet are wet! Well, I'd call that check and mate to all of you. (laughs) Especially you, King Me. How the hell did I get a blood blister? Danny, I know who your father is. So do I. He he was the man in the house I grew up in. Oh, really? Well, that makes us even, then. All in the next Zoo Patrol, Hollywood Nights. Well, that's the end of the show there. Well, not exactly, actually. If you notice the time, there's actually uh, a few minutes left, and I'll explain that in just a moment. Anyway, uh, I'd like to thank uh, Phil Edwards for jumping in and and contributing uh, Zoo Patrol. He was uh, Agent Powers Masterson, in case you weren't paying any attention to that. 
uh, newest guy on board. And he's he's also new to recording, so this is this is kind of really cool. He's done radio before, but he's never done sort of this acting, as far as I know. And uh, this this particular Zoo Patrol is actually a story arc. I don't know that we'll get to, to three uh, three weeks in a row, but we are going to do it as a trilogy of stories. And I'm sure it'll make even less sense as it goes on. Uh, also, thanks once again, of course, to John Henry for contributing writing, etc., etc., to Zoo Patrol. I can't do this without him, literally. So the last bit of the show here, I'm going to do something special, at least special to me. I created a little piece of music out of some found sound and some garage band loops and some other stuff. And uh, I thought I'd let you guys hear it because I really like it. And uh, it's called Web. And uh, at least that's a tentative title. And uh, I think you'll you'll enjoy it. It uh, Well, anyway, go ahead and give it a listen. And I put it on the end of the show here in case you guys didn't want to actually sit through a, uh, a, a semi-pretentious little piece of music art. And if you don't, just go ahead and stop now. And if you're still with me, please enjoy. Thank you, and see you next week. Look at the picture. Look. 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 Look at the picture. Look at the picture. See the skull, the part of bone removed, the master race Frankenstein radio controls, the brain thoughts broadcasting radio, the eyesight television, the Frankenstein earphone radio, the threshold brainwash radio, the latest new skull reforming to contain all Frankenstein controls, even in thin skulls of white pedigree males. It was lonely sitting in my attic room day after day. Night after night. Spray me with poison nerve gas. Spinning and weaving the beautiful cloth I smell. From automobile exhausts and even lawnmowers. Everyone thought I was strange. Look at the picture. Make copies for yourself. Look at the picture. Make copies for yourself. Gangster Frankenstein earphone radio slavery. In 1965, CIA gangster police beat me bloody, dragged me in chains from Kennedy, New York Airport. Gangster Frankenstein earphone radio slavery. One night I was sitting there weaving, but suddenly I felt someone. Deadly assaults, even in my yard. I looked up and I saw it there above me. With knives, even bricks and stones, even deadly touch pavement or electric shock flashlights. Little black eyes were watching my hands as they flew like lightning back and forth across the room. Or even bloody murder accidents to shut me up forever with a sneak, undetectable extermination. It was strange at first. After a while, I was glad you came. Even with trained parroting puppet assassins in maximum security insanity prison for writing these unforgivable truths. Even though we couldn't talk. Even remote, electronically controlled, around corners projection of gently touched tarantula spiders. Because you see, this thing that had come to keep me company was a spider. I stand alone. I stand alone. Some nights I just sit and watch her spin. Fantastic webs of gossamer in the corners of my little attic room. We had something in common. She seemed to understand that we were friends. 
someone to talk to. I stand alone against your mad, deadly, worldwide, conspiratorial, gangster, computer god communism with wall-to-wall, -wall deadly gangster protection, lifelong sworn conspirators, murder incorporated, organized crime, the police and judges, the deadly sneak parroting puppet gangsters using all the gangster deadly Frankenstein controls, these hangman rope sneak deadly gangsters, the judges and the police trick, trap, rob, wreck, Butcher and murder the people to keep them terrorized in gangster Frankenstein earphone radio slavery for the communist gangster government and con artist parroting puppet gangster playboy scum on top. Worldwide systematic instant plastic surgery butchery murder fake agents so all people are dead or useless by 870 done at night to you as a Frankenstein slave parroting puppet gangster slave now even you know I am a menace to your worldwide mad deadly communist gangster computer guy therefore i must go to extermination before i am exterminated by this gangster computer god concocted and controlled worst mongrel organized crime murder incorporated gangster communist government i hand you the secrets to save the entire human race and the entire universe donate money or even a manual typewriter to me for your only hope for a future! Good one. Look, come on. Look what he's holding between us. He really believes in his own twisted mind he's learned to fight. Yes, Margot. He really believes he could spin. Thought he could let himself down from the window by nothing but a flimsy strand of ordinary weaving yarn. So, do you have children, or are you just a child at heart? In which case, Saturday Story Circle might be a good place to kickstart your weekend. Because we have the very best of family-friendly audio, which is all rated G for great. Join us on the main Mutual Audio Network feed, or you can find us at the Saturday Story Circle wherever you get your podcasts. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together. <laughs>